Welcome to the Not So Bad Podcast. This was created today by uh, me, Keys, and Austin. I mean, Austin didn't really I just kind of fucked around and moved some shit Listen around. to this sample. All day. Illuminati. It's your boy, Keys. He found this for me. That shit is rough. God, I don't care what so anybody bad. says. What'd you say? Rough. That is so... Yeah. I'm trying to put yeah, that out there on the internet. He knows. He knows, he knows who it is. He's not trying to put that out there for everybody. Uh, that's a big hello to everybody listening on Anchor and on all the other platforms. Google, Spotify, plat- uh, let's see, Apple Podcasts. You got, what else? We have Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Yeah, it's uh, Like 10 or 11 different platforms. Everybody who's listening and not watching, maybe you're on your way to work in the car. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Not So Bad Podcast. This is episode 29, and uh, for everybody watching that's almost 30 episodes of this podcast yes. and i've gone live more times than that for like showing off background stuff and like i did a behind the scenes episode but that's once a week for 30 episodes is four goes into 37 times four is 28 so that's over seven months over seven months i've been doing this podcast and like i've really enjoyed it i've had cool guests We've had uh, some really neat experiences. We're going to be gearing more towards music because the podcast has evolved. Uh, but, you know, you've noticed through the past five or six episodes, we've kind of changed the algorithm up. Now we do a featured not-so-bad artist. Yep. This week is RZA from Wu-Tang because RZA's yeah. fucking dope. You can't look at anything RZA and say, like, he doesn't put his heart into it. You know what Rizzo, I mean? The Dizzo, the Ghost exactly. of Killer. Yeah, fuck He's yeah. the one that acts. Right? Uh, yeah, He's the one music. that does acting with, uh, he did that movie, right? What was it? Oh, uh, what's, what's the name of that fucking movie? Iron Fist, Legend of the Iron Fist. Yeah. Yo, Legend of the Iron Fist. If you haven't seen that fucking movie, go out and watch it. Because it's really good. His acting isn't that terrible, which is surprising. <laughs> I think I saw him play a crackhead in some movie one time, and that's when I realized the <laughs> I realized the reason of his acting. I'm just saying, uh, Mike Farron says you should go live when you get your face tattoo. I am going to have to. That's the only <laughs> way this is going to happen. Like, I, Here's how it happened. You can't Every, not do this now. Yeah, I can't. Every time <laughs> right, right. So, like, you got a long, I mean, not a super long way. You're about 10% there or whatever. Yeah, we're about 5%. 5%, 5%, yeah. 5% there. But what happens is, like, if I get a Time magazine, and I get, I, I'm subscribed to Time magazine. Every time one shows up with Donald Trump on it, I cut his face out of it and save them. Because I want to make this fucking art project where it's like a bunch of penises and the heads are different Donald Trump heads from Time Magazine. <laughs> that was my plan. And then, of course, I pick up the one head that has a fucking king's crown on it and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I lick the back of it, stick it to my face and post a picture <laughs> on Facebook. I almost, dude, I almost said a thousand likes and I'll get a face tat. Then and you would have had it in tomorrow. Ten thousand is You would have like, been getting a tattoo on yeah, Wednesday. I just got to hope that it doesn't... This dude posted on two meme pages he runs. And there's 120 and 130,000 people in each one. So, like, all I have to do is hope that nobody sees it and they get bored <laughs> by tomorrow. Because if it happens, within the next few days, there's a good chance a bunch of people are going to see that fucking picture. Mm-hmm. And I've had, I've got all these friend requests. My fucking phone's blowing up. I don't know what's going on. So <laughs> like, I'm, I wanted to be a part of this When action, that shit man. started racking up, I got nervous. I got real nervous. I was like, I'm going to have to get a tiny. And, like, luckily we didn't, there was no dick, like, negotiations about size. It's going to be a small... Donald Trump tat that I can easily get removed and like you know I'm just but your dope is uh, hopefully an artist is definitely going to step forward and say I'll do it for free I'll probably get somebody badass that'd be sick and then the news is going to call me and say we have a 28 year old retard from Pennsylvania (laughs) (laughs) they're going to say fuck and somebody's going to interview me and say so why did you get Donald Trump tattooed on your face I'm just going to say he's an icon of our generation you know he's just 
He's just so strong-willed, and Kanye told me to. For the clout, yeah, no stepped doubt. Stepped it up. Bro. For the clout, He's no that doubt. man. Like, stepped it up. He's for that man. For the clout, no, no doubt. doubt. Right, that's it. For the clout. You know how many clout <laughs> coins? Listen, I will, if, if Little Yachty or somebody doesn't call me and give me clout coins, They're about to. I'm going to be pissed. If I get a face out of Donald Trump, I think I'll be the first person to do it. Nobody yeah. else has one. And you know what? Fuck it. If, if I want to, I'll just turn it into Pepe the Frog. And kiss it and becomes a prince, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's a fucking it's a ridiculously funny situation that I got myself into. It's funny, uh, you fuckers out there. I put a podcast out every week, but I fucking I put a photo of myself with Trump's face on it, and that gets four hundred and something likes. But I put a fucking <laughs> podcast right. out. A bunch of people share it, and then I get like you know here here's fifteen likes. At least we get you know five hundred local views. I'm not. Talking shit, I appreciate it. Right, right, but right. But anchors kick at least, you know, fucking the people who listen to it are paying me at least. Fucking assholes. Go to the website, buy some t shirts. That's another thing. Yeah, there's some dope shit on there, but what Truminati, that thing, bro, yo. Hands down. Uh Truminati, that logo, like I'm all in for it. I'm sold. I bought it. You know what I'm yo, saying? Like it the movement is We're it, starting a street team. That's why I'm I'm fucking glad I brought it up. I'm glad you said that because Truminati is actually going to have, uh, we have applications on the website right now that if you fill them out, you become part of the street team where, like, I'll send you a sticker pack and a list of tasks. Try saying list of tasks ten times fast. List of tasks. It's so hard. I was filming a commercial. For <laughs> I the failed. Brand. Already. It's I so didn't hard. even try it once, and I failed. I was filming a commercial for the brand. Cause I, I don't know if some of you guys saw this. I got a green screen. So I was filming this commercial, and I had to say list of tasks, and I kept fucking it up. Just had to re-record, re-record. Well, that list is things you can accomplish to earn free merchandise. Mm -hmm. Like, who doesn't like free shit? But nothing in life's free. So if you sticker bomb your neighborhood and then uh, do hashtag Truminati in front of a fucking cop car. What's the winner? Okay, because downtown Pittsburgh, we got uh, a guy named Mook who tapped his tag on the top of one of the bridges. Like, if you put Truminati on that, you win. If you put Truminati on top of the fucking... On top of a bridge... If you... Trumanati at Donald Trump Tower. Mm. You win, right? Any Trump property, you win, and you become an exclusive uh, True Merch model. I'll just send you some free shit. Like, cause that's that's so dope. But that's like the key of the brand is we are the exclusive ninety nine percent. Okay, 100%. the one percent doesn't need to just be elite. We can also be uh, high art and high fashion and have it affordable because. You go to uh, Journeys or wherever, and you want a sweet Diamond Supply Co. shirt. That shit's mm-hmm. like fucking fifty bucks. Sometimes. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man, for real. Well, so I was like, like I so what charge. you hitting on? The, what you hitting on that? With my shirts, I have Sublimation, which is obviously the prints the whole way over the shirts. So those are a little bit more expensive, but if you bought another brand, they're eighty bucks. Mine are only forty, so my shirts are half the cost of other brands, like twenty dollars for a nice fucking T-shirt with brand new fucking. Ice yeah, and you art. look dope as hell. Here's the dude. dopest thing about clothes. The dopest thing about clothes is wearing it and knowing nobody else is wearing it. Mm-hmm. But when you buy something, it's like going to school on the first day and you have this fresh outfit and then the dude in two classes over has the same fucking shoes or shirt. It's like, you get that feeling. You know it's like, motherfucker, you know? So I want to present that in my clothing. I want people to be able to buy something and say, nobody else is going to have this. So get it now. While it's I fresh. can completely relate to you, man. Uh, I wrecked my car into a deer uh, about a month ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they hooked me up with a 2011, uh, fuck was it? 
Impala. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, now I'm driving the 19 version of what I had in 15. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the guy next to me. He's got the same whip. Yeah. Nobody's got the 19 version uh, of what I got sure. right now, the nice. RS. I'm like, you know what? It's a more... It's a very humbling experience, but I can absolutely yeah. relate to... It's a dope feeling, like, having something nobody else has. And the fact that, like, we're still new. And I have, like, 300 different designs. Mm-hmm. I've designed my ass off and done so many different t-shirts. I mean, they're just they're available uh, at truemerchco.us. If you guys are still looking for some Christmas presents, uh, code true, TRUE40 at checkout gets you 40% off every single t-shirt. 40% off every single t-shirt in the store because, you know, and I'm doing that until Christmas Eve when we relaunch. Give so, me that, give me that Trimonati. Yeah, you know what's crazy is I was doing uh, lay the, uh, Take the Devil and lay him, lay, him, lay him Down. But you got that triangle thing going <laughs> on, so like, yeah. it's like, you know, what, what do we do there? I didn't like, think about doing it like that because I was always like, you know, doing it like this, but doing it like, you know, whatever way works, if it makes a triangle, then mm-hmm. like, I'm saying like. Yeah, and then it's Take the Devil and Lay him Down, son. Lay right. that devil down. Lay him down. Lay that devil down. Anyway, but yeah, that's that's a good idea. I like that. <laughs> Fucking, uh, but that's that's like the thing. It's just make it exclusive because Trumanati, which is it, just makes sense. Like it, it's organic for the brand. I'm happy about it, and uh, it flows into the music as well. Uh, let's see if I can find all day, it. all day. Nope. Let's see if I can find. Trumanati, 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 your boy Truman Keith. I'm just gonna sit here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start putting that in songs for no reason. Oh, yeah. It's just gonna be at the tag of every song. It's your boy Keys. Uh, You're not even on the song. You have, that's like you have nothing, nothing to do with it. It made the beat. You're gonna be chilling. Like 20 years from now, you're going to be chilling. You're just going to hear that on some it's your boy kids. song. Maybe we're going to start sampling. Right, they're going to sample you. Yeah. Cool. Y'all can well, take we, my samples, man. I love people that. People should sample this podcast because there's been some original music. There's been some really good shit on here. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but so let's get to the point of the beginning of every podcast. Obviously, we talk about an artist. And I think it's important to talk about one of our inspirations is the RZA. We have a song coming out called Venom. You were talking to with us about it, how it's like that old school '90s era hip hop feel. Man, is that, or is it like more? To me, I feel it's more '90s than it is early 2000s. I feel like music nowadays has has become like let's be like the guy right next to us. Let's make a mainstream sound that sounds the same everywhere else in the That's United why I'm States whatsoever, it. man. And in the '90s era it was more so like let's create an identity than it is to, yeah. to necessarily fit in with it the guy right next to us yeah. exactly so it, it set us apart as a person it empowered the artists as themselves to you know what i'm saying create uh, something apart from what the norm was you know what i'm saying and today's society the norm is let's club it out let's get this dirty self sound what happened to the the original type things and and rizza absolutely ties back into where we all evolve around what y'all listen to on the radio the mainstream it all ties back into his generation and what he was doing and setting forth back in an an early 90s the mid 90s the late 90s the early 2000s you know what i'm saying all them things like that all the way up to now where he's like still fucking working and filming like he still has his finger in the culture you know what's crazy you know you're a rapper from the 90s if you have seven or more nicknames this motherfucker listen also known as rizza prince rakim the the rizza rector bobby steels ruler zig Ruler Zigazag Zig. Ruler Zigazag Zig, bro. That's my favorite one, cuz. Prince Delight, 
Abbott, Abbott and Bobby Digital. That's that's the shit. Bobby Digital. This motherfucker has eight nicknames, and it's like you need to calm the fuck down, Rizza. You know what I mean? Like, what what would you do? Oh, you were in the YouTube before Wu Tang. Who gives a shit? He formed a rap group with his cousins Russell Jones, probably dead, and Gary Grice, probably dead, called All In Together. Now that sounds familiar. Look at the early reason. life, though. You see, the weekends in Pittsburgh, all the shit. Like, bro, he was a battle rapper. Oh yeah, like right off the grip. That's crazy to think about, man. Battle rap shit. Nobody really battle raps for real, for real anymore. Like battle rap is like so little. gay now. Uh, battle to uh. these days, battle rap is so gay. It got mixed up, man. Battle now rap was all about like, metaphors. Yeah. Like, how, how do you present the metaphor, metaphor? It's still about metaphors, but it's, the metaphors are really gay. Yeah. You're <laughs> right. Like, 100. Like, 100%. No, like, what the fuck? Everybody sounds... It's like that one kid who... Um, oh, are you... Oh, God. My post. People, this thing's blowing up. I don't even know if I'll be able to yeah, use Facebook. <laughs> because it's just going to be fucking comments. And Anyway... Uh, fucking these people like there's this one kid guy who's on the battle circuit and he's also on Wallin' Out. That show, oh, Nick shit. Um, yeah, I, I mean he's I ain't watched that really bro. You know, cats like me they get eight hundred and sixty dollars worth of child support. We don't pay don't, cable bills. Yeah, I don't watch. We I don't, don't pay cable bills, bro. I got you. Anyway, <laughs> I spend a lot of time because of Facebook. There's a reason that because all the videos and shit. But he's on there and he's like this dude who constantly does battle raps, but he does like comedy. It's like it's it's turned into stand up comedy. That's what mm-hmm. battle rap is. Now. Absolutely. It used to be like, you know, fucking I'll kill you and like, I'll you murder your family. And you might want to punch somebody right in their yeah. face. And now you might want to laugh at that captain saying to you, right? Exactly. Now it's like, you know, everybody's soft, so there's no real violence. And I don't want there to be violence. No. But like these dudes don't push the fucking limits because one, they don't want to be offensive. And two, they also like, you know, they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And it's just whack as fuck. Right. Whack as fuck. I've never seen a whacker time for, uh, not under, underground battle rap still fucking hard as oh, shit. Oh, no doubt. There's still like Team Backpack is some of the hardest fucking Phenomenal. And there's some crazy Phenomenal. They are, I'm so mad that they're not more like, the mainstream doesn't pay more attention to them, but I'm not, I'm also happy that they're still like, that's our pride, man. Yeah. Cause I don't, I can't. When I tell somebody team backpack, like there's people out there who don't know who that is. I love good. Them. Right, it's crazy. Good. That is good though. Good. But at the same time, it's like, please, you need to know who these people are, cause future is so futuristic is so fucking good. And fucking, you know, it's a prince. Uh, Sahai the prince is fucking Kanye's ghostwriter, and he's fucking phenomenal too. You know, he you is got, absolutely. 100%. You got these dudes out there just just killing it. Uh, thank you, Mike Farron. He said, what's up, Dave? Long time no see. Yeah, tell him I said, what up, man? I'm definitely trying to get in that wrestling room, you know what I mean? Trying to hip toss somebody, trying to put somebody in the cradle. I love the cradle move. It's fine. I I will hit the Peterson on you out the referee position on some real stuff. I I pulled guard on Mike Farron one time in Mm. jiu-jitsu. I pulled guard on him, and it was my first class ever. And I pulled guard on Mike Farron, and I was like, Uh-oh. motherfucker, what? <laughs> what it is is if you're standing up or if you're on your knees, but we were standing up at the time, and we were grappling, and then I fucking, like, pretty much just jumped back and hooked my legs around him, and that's, he's in my full guard now. So I have him in guard, and I, he didn't expect it, and I was just like, yeah, bro. <laughs> like, Mike Farron, I know he's got a lot of experience when it comes to physicality and manipulating people's bodies. So, like, there's no shit-talking there as far as it comes down to, like, no, that's why capabilities. The dude's a beast, man. That's why I love like, jiu-jitsu, because it's, like, I was talking to him about it, I think, last week. and I, we were, Yeah, because Mike was on last mm-hmm. week. And it's just one of those things where, like, it's complete respect and trust. Because you have to trust that this person isn't going to try to hurt you on purpose. And that, like, when they choke you, that 
you don't let go when you tap. Yeah, when you're either that or whenever you fucking. There's girls in the class. There's fucking dudes who are D two Division one wrestlers who could mm. snap your body like a fucking twig, and you wouldn't even mm. know what to do about it because you can't. It's not a fight. You can't fight. You, right. You're it's just all grappling. Yeah. So like they they have this knowledge that I have fucking I have none of, and I'm in there just fucking doing my best, man. And like they're they're encouraging. They didn't fucking make fun of me because I was out of shape. They were really polite. They were fucking like just put me up there and like where I needed to be and then I started a second job and started going to school and class is at for everybody out there uh, which is cool because like they kind of do support and sponsor the podcast uh, Sonic Jiu Jitsu at uh, O'Reilly Martial Arts right here on 13th Street uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6 until uh, 9 or 6.30 till 9 or 6.30 till 8 6 to 8 and it's awesome it's only like 50 bucks a month um I think it's free. Your first class is free if you want to check it out. If you can refer somebody, you get a discount. There's a kid. I I met him at work when I was doing this side job, and I said, listen, dude, he had, like, this perfect ability. He's, like, 21. He was, like, your height. You know what I mean? He was, like, this. 21. He was young. I'm done. Yeah, he was young. 30 and older. Wrestling for me. Whatever. Most of the people there are older, but, I mean, you you don't have a fucking choice. <laughs> you got my old ass. I'm 28 fucking around with this 22-year-old Division One wrestler and he's Fuck fucking that. tearing me up. He's pushing me. Hell no. He's putting his fucking shit <laughs> up. He's grinding his chin bone into the clavicle and I'm just like, no, boy. You see these grades? Stop it. <laughs> but no. I got him to go and he's still going and he's fucking killing it. He got everybody from our gym placed either first or third in the jiu-jitsu competition. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that is. So that's like, phenomenal. Ben Quigley is the coach and Mike's kind of like the co-coach and Ben's just he held uh, Ben was on the podcast before I did an interview with him he held two belts in amateur MMA at the same time the 135 and the 145 belt he lost 14 pounds in 12 hours he fucking he's a beast he's an animal he's a and he's fucking like an octopus and he's you know he's small but he I watching him and Mike do Dude, uh, watch him and Mike roll together is like watching really fucking amazing sports. It's an uh, art. Sports. It's an art. Yeah, it's like watching it's chess, art. man. It's like, oh, fuck. Because they're just laying there until somebody tries something. And it's like, it's an art, shit. bro. It's Mike, I said this last time we had the podcast, Mike got me in a go-go plata. And a go-go plata is when you have somebody in guard and then like they choke you with their foot. Like mm. he brings his, his foot's over here, and all of a sudden I look over, I'm like, is that your foot? And the next thing you know, it's underneath <laughs> my neck. Damn. And he me out with it. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that's Dang. wild. You have to Dang. just accept it, though. I mean, that's the way it goes. Right. Roll with it. Corey Speck gave us a uh, update 530 likes, only 9.5 thousand more. Yeah, bro, you're booming right now. Nah, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's cool. Publicity is good publicity. I can't be mad about it because mm-hmm. the only thing that could happen is my brands and and my fucking my kingdom that I'm trying to build turns into fucking. So what we doing? What, what, yeah. What's the what's the mark, yeah, bro? Uh, Show us the finger mark, man. It's, it's usually just just this. Just lay the devil the on the side, up, bro. Right, Take dude. the devil, lay him down. Cause I like rock and roll, but son, put that devil down. All right. Keep <laughs> working, homie. Put the All guns right, down. Right. Stop hurting, homie. The drugs gonna sell. Lift the curtain, homie. All right, he tried, definitely yeah. be gonna get you in the booth. I'm Absolutely, you, bro. Absolutely. Listen, this man. You guys might have saw some of the videos I was posting, but uh, this man has amazing beats on YouTube. Thank you, David Cavanis. I'll post some links. His beats are so fire. And these are ones like the ones you put on YouTube. Yeah, you I just put those honest. out for people to use. Like, man, like how as do you far feel as it comes, least, like licensing those. Licensing, like I retain all the exclusive rights to all of my music, right? But like, as far as it comes down to local potential, I support the local movement 
probably more than I'm not gonna you know what I mean. Besides, yeah, we talked about it. Know, we're not gonna name any names, but like when it comes, this is something we wanted to touch on. When it comes to local music and trying to build a, a local scene, there's a lot of characters out there who will take advantage, prey upon young talent, and then also just have like really warped, fucked up views yep. of, of what, like you were saying, they have absolutely views of what music really is. See, like on a local scene, <coughs> nobody here is making a lot of money, right? Else we wouldn't be local, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like yeah, if we was making shit. a million fucking dollars, we wouldn't be in, in no. Venango County. No. We'd be somewhere else making a million dollars, right? Never be on probation if I had a million. It, exactly, <laughs> right? Shit. So it's like everybody wants to cut down to like particulars, and they want to they want to think and empower uh, a character that is like a CEO type level or a boss or a president of yeah. some type of like ego trip. Yeah, some type of like freaking record label or something like that. To me, like I've been in the game for twenty two years, and and my license is if I say that we're cool and we're recording something, you ain't you ain't never got to worry about anything from nope. me. Unless we make a fucking half a million dollars. Unless you make a half a million dollars. When the money starts flowing, we got to sign some papers because it's... But if we're just recording some shit and there's no fucking dollars at stake and we're fucking just trying to play some shows or, like, we got a mixtape we're putting together, like, there's no reason to fucking come at me like you're some fucking label executive. Right. If you are not, because then fucking all you're doing is telling me that, hey, man, if you make it, I have to... I want to ride your fucking coattails. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing with me, right, is like if you wasn't making a bunch of money beforehand, don't yeah. talk to me about money while we're doing it, yeah. and don't talk to me about money until you make exactly. money. Once you start making a bunch of money, then we can start talking about making money. But if you wasn't making money before then, while then, after then, like let it be good yeah. music. Yeah, let Just be, let exactly. it be some good music. So like if somebody snagged one of your beats off YouTube that was from like fucking Canada and fucking had a viral video freestyling to it. And if it was bangers, I would love that person. I support that if person. It was trash. I might have to ask him to take that shit. This is why when I rapped on this man's beat and I fucking took it off YouTube and illegally downloaded it, I fucking <laughs> I made sure that the bars I had were fucking. It's all love, fire. bro. It's all love. A lot of you motherfuckers out there have no idea how fire let my me, bars. Let me are. put a statement out real quick. If you sample a keys beat, you will not get sued. Unless you make a bunch of money off it. Yeah. Period. But if you're a good person and you make a bunch of money off somebody else's beat, then you would turn around and say, hey, bro, here goes, you know, love. here goes a stack. Here goes some money. Love. Something. It's like love. I say, if you owe me 20 bucks, if you give me a dollar, bro, and I don't see you for a year and you give me a dollar the first time I see you, it's love. Because, it's like, yo, you remember, like, I helped you out and, like, you didn't have the means to pay me back. Cool. But, like, as soon as you fucking had something, even if it was 50 fucking cents, if you owed me $100 and you came at me with a dollar, like, as long as it's not fucking no life and death and I didn't say that to you when I gave it to you, then it's cool because right. that's the way it is. Like, I look out for people. Always. Always and forever. Like, there's there's bitches out there. I paid their phone bills and I still don't hear. You know, I ain't fuck them. I ain't try to fuck them. I don't even talk to them anymore. Bro, there's a bitch out here right now that I pay her house bill, her car bill, Shit. her food bill, her all, every bill. Like straight up, like you every know, what I'm saying? tell me every single one of them bills. My friends tell me, like, yo, man, it's night, like, having a kid is beautiful, but they always tell me, like, it's lucky that I didn't get messed up with one of these girls up here. And you I know am what? Lucky. That's having a good a kid, thing that comes out, and it's beautiful, it's amazing because you have a beautiful kid. But it's like, if only you could fucking hit reset on who you have the kid with, 
Because I have a couple friends like this. Like, man, if I could just go back and, like, have the same kid but with a different bitch, I'd be so fucking happy. I love that. I love that, and I feel some type of way about that. <laughs> because even though, like, you might not be able to predict who that spouse is going to be in the future, man, that baby couldn't be who he is or who she is yeah, without that exactly. other person. You, can't you know what I'm saying? It. So, like, can't change it. There's love and hate type yeah feeling about that you it's, know it's, I mean? it's the mother of your children you know what i mean that's what it comes down to absolutely you can't have that baby with anybody else because it's impossible it's the way dna works i saw this one girl post something and she said um a real man change uh, a real man loves a woman through her many changes and it was like but it went too far because like that completely agree but then she's like uh he watched his wife become several different people while they were together and that's like, when you kick her out right but then you end up in my what boat. does that even mean <laughs> she became seven different people like listen if we start fucking around and i date you and then i marry you and the next thing you know like you're a preschool teacher and then after that for some reason you become a yogi instructor and you want to travel around the world bitch who the fuck are you like you don't change don't be doing that shit like every seven years we become new people i get that cellularly we become new people because our dead skin drops off it's a seven year cycle that's when you look different every seven years you look different than you did the previous seven years. is that what you're trying to say yeah that happened in I'm the last 20, seven years so i'm 28 right and i'm about to turn 29 but this year because it's the fourth cycle of my oh, change i look uh slightly different than i did seven years ago we're the same age so like yeah Dude, I'm, my grades, I have so many fucking grades. My hair, too. Don't die of neither. Like, shut the fuck up. I'm dead ass serious, man. I got, bad, I got bad fucking gray hairs in my head, dude. Little patches of them and shit. But that's probably from stress. And you're lucky, too. though, bro. Because, like, when you're, when you're mixed and you have gray hairs, like, at least you'll have that salt and pepper. Yeah, look, but I'm not going to die black. I'm going to I'm gonna let it come in. Fuck yeah, I mean? salt like, I'm going to let that gray come yeah, in. I'm yeah. not plucking them. Mine's they, a streak. girls try plucking them. Like, right, leave that shit. Nah, that's mine's experience. A, mine's a streak, so like if I style my hair right, it's like the sweet gray streak. It's like, fuck yeah. That's beautiful, right? That's, beautiful. that's age. Right, right? When we yourself. was 13, 14, we wouldn't be talking about that. You know nah. what I'm saying? You'd be like, look, no, I'm dying my hair until I'm fucking 80 years old. <laughs> and then you got bitches and today. Women today, they're like, you know, they're literally, the young women want to dye their hair gray. And then 10 years ago, you had every woman in the world watching that What What Women Want movie with Mel Gibson, and they're like, oh, shit, down. nowadays, chicks' hair don't even turn gray. It goes right. from, like, blonde to purple, right. purple to bro. black, back colors. to blonde, and then it's red again. Yeah. And, like, yeah, Wondering why their hair's all fried and shit. And they, the hairline is back here, and they're right. looking up to the ceiling and all that, mm. you know? That shit is rough. You know what, though? Plastic surgery will be cheaper someday. It's the future. You guys will be all right. Mm, I know a lot of people shit. need it. It's crazy rough. shit, man. Seriously, man. Synthetic parts and shit like that, man. They're already doing that. Like There's, all different types of crazy ass, like dudes getting new arms and shit. George Byers was on here and he works at North Point. And I asked him, like, do you know my friend Austin? And he's like, is he the flamer that drives a silver car? And I was like, that's so white. I drive a white car. So. You know? and I was like, I was like, what the yeah. fuck did you just say? I was like, no, what the fuck yeah, you did? I was like, that's so harsh. <laughs> so I was going to see if he was still watching, but he's not. I was gonna tell him like George, you need to apologize right here. He's like, you need to apologize. Looking <laughs> the way he's looking, like fucking Big Bird on fucking meth. You can't be walking around like talking shit on my boy Austin. Right. <laughs> so I had to say it to your face. It was funny as fuck though when that was the first thing out of his mouth. I was like, what the fuck? This shit was crazy. He got the wrong dude uh, though, for real. But seriously, guys, this is like a. It's a new, <laughs> It's a new era as far as like what I'm trying to do as far as brands and music and and just really. Re, just reestablishing the level of local music in this area. For those of you who don't know, if you're interested, I have a studio here. If you have actual music, if you're decent, if you're not fucking trash, 
then I can work with you. You're like, you want to record some shit? Cool. If you know how to do it yourself, even fucking better, and I'll just fucking sit downstairs and play video games while you record your shit. I don't give a fuck. But don't come at me with no bullshit. Let's, like, make the scene what it can be. Because we... I, I wanted to talk about this. The internet has changed local music, small-town local music. Yeah, okay. But not enough, I don't feel. Because now, like, if you look at 10 years ago, there's this, like, fucking splash of small-town bands making it big. Mm-hmm. Especially in, like, the emo, punk, that kind of shit. You know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. boom, rappers, all kinds of people yeah. just coming out of the woodwork. And then what happened was, uh, like, it, it just... It, for some reason, I don't know what it was, but, like, the scenes and the venues in local places just started shutting down left and right we used to have multiple coffee shops the bricks uh you know what uh, the the barrow even put on some stuff like there was more right. places the vfw and like the elks they had live music and they would put people on but now they just it's like you don't see that as often and i wanted to see what your guys' opinion on on that well my opinion on is like i don't know i feel like the support isn't as high as it used to be, man. Like when when music came around this area, and it's been around here for a long time, long, long time. But when music started evolving around this area, let me let me put that into retrospect. Evolving into like the modern age, like let's produce something and let's let's get together, let's collab, let's let's make a beat, let's get some guitars going, let's get some live drums smacking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that's how the that internet completely changed. Completely changed. Exactly. That completely changed. Now it's distro kid, BMI, all that stuff like that. Yeah. And what people fail to realize as an artist, like all you have to do to retain all of that intellectual property is get your copyrights. Yeah. And and there's a huge misunderstanding on that. Like, okay, well, let's encrypt our music, this and that, and this and the third. Like, if you don't have copyrights to your music, it doesn't matter if you put it on BMI. It doesn't matter if you put it on DistroKid. Some mm-hmm. other cat can come around, take your intellectual yep. property, and, and redistribute it in whatever kind of way he wants to. If the Library of Congress doesn't recognize that, that's his shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? As soon as he puts that claim in. Like, and it's so, not as expensive as people think either. Absolutely. It's $35 for, yeah. what, 99 million tracks. Like, you can yeah. put as many tracks on your claim as you want for $35 straight to the Library of Congress. Like, yep. it's it's not the most difficult thing in the world. You might have to add a little bit of description on, uh, like, each track. But um, as far as it comes down to, to supply and demand and why... Our local scene isn't getting so much support. It's it's simply because I think I mean, a lot of people ruined it. Like a lot of your pressure. We came up and when it was good and watched it sour. You came up. I came right up at the end, yo, and that was it too. Because like there were so many people that were in those positions where they could have really done good and they could have really like not only helped themselves but help other people out too. So like you know coming back around where some of the artists and some of the uh, you know like the bigger names that were out doing shows and shit and getting the other kids to be involved in shows and like placing that in their hands, you know, then turned around on those kids and was like, nah, fuck them. Like this shit's all what I need to have. Like this is all like this is all my property now. And that's like. Man, I've worked with people too. Like, I won't put names or anything, but that's how it is. Like, they want a a specific um, image, and the moment that you contradict that, and you know, you want to be your own, you want to be your own artist for yourself. It's like, nah. Well, we had agreed to this, and you yeah. signed this, or because they failed on their own, and then they tried yeah, to find another like, artist that, and then those artists got sick of the bullshit because most yeah. of these that people. The problem is there was too many. Of artists around here who were faking it until they made it, mm-hmm. and what happened was the the local people, the people who used to put on shows, the venues, 
saw that and they're like, I'm not gonna fucking. They just I'm, get I'm tired done of having people come perform that yep. are trash. Yep. I want good performers in here, but I can't sift through all the fucking. You know shit what I miss? Just to get you know a good storyteller. Yeah. That's Somebody like it's not about all right. So what what they're talking about is this mainstream trash that came onto the market where. All right, I'm not empowering myself. I'm empowering a sound. I'm empowering a certain style of music. More so than like, I am who I am. I set myself forth to be an individual, and I'm going to empower that character based off of what the material I produce. Not based off of my my impression of what you're doing or what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be closed off. I'm going to curl up in a closet somewhere in a dark corner in a cave. Where I have no sound. impression on the yeah, outside world, right. and then I'm going to create something from down within, like and, and empower it at the same time. You yeah. know what I mean? That's that's, that's what that's that lost art, right? Yeah, there. That, exactly. And people just wanted to make content for the sake of content, so the venues got sick of fucking you know putting up bullshit. The fucking people that were putting up money to like buy businesses and like have stages and stuff got sick of putting up with the bullshit. Absolutely. Now you have Indie Fest once a year in Oil City, which is becoming trash. I've never been to one. You have to know the people who put it on. You have to fucking like be buddies with one of the fucking venue owners in order to get fucking show time. And if you do hip hop, you damn you, you have to know somebody yeah. way up high to get a fucking slot if you're doing hip hop. Yeah. Uh, there's a fucking artist and I, I'm just gonna say his name. Passive. Thera- Passive. Passive had a show and it was so trash. And this sub, I mean, I'm, I'm. This is kind of defending him a little bit because it was fucked up how they did it. Indie Fest let him play, but they put him in the fucking main room of Double Play where all the dining ch- tables are in the fucking dining area with the lights on next to the fuck fucking punting machine. And they made him play with a CD player over top of his own CD. Well, see, here's the thing. And it's like, yo, like I'm sure he didn't fucking petition to try to play in the fucking big room. I'm sure he didn't try harder. Well, but still, like the, the way they is, did that was fucked as a, up. As an artist, right, and like <coughs> somebody who's out here, right, coming into the game onto a venue, and you're creating your own scene, and you're trying to create an identity to yourself, the venue has complete control over that, right? Yeah. So you're... you're impression of a consumer when you're the consumer coming into that is going to be solely based off of how the setting is mm-hmm. so if the setting is crazy and the venue had you set up crazy then your perception is going to be something completely different yeah, i would have said no i wouldn't have performed produce. it did hurt i guarantee you that's one of the things that hurt his name because that show is so trash and i would have said no i said you know what I, I don't need the i can't take this opportunity thank you very much because that's another thing. Hip-hop in this area is really hard to fucking get through to a lot of people because they're like, oh, it, is that that fucking boosh, boosh, boosh? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and it's, that, it's that mainstream stuff, man. Yeah, like, that's let's, all they hear. let's go straight down south. Yeah. Let's, let's hit the synthetic sounds. Let's make music that don't even sound I, real. I yeah. came up with a theory about this because 50 Cent killed New York, so you don't get that real New York sound anymore. The reason Takashi 69 became so fucking popular is because, one... He knew how to use social media. Two, absolutely he promotion. Took, he took 100%. that old school fucking shouting gangster New York style from like way back, and this is like not even like real rap, just fucking gangster selling drug style rap. Mm-hmm. He took that and he marketed it to a new age audience with fucking trap beats behind it. And you said the word. The key word is marketing. Mm-hmm. My little sister is genius. a beast. Shout out Ali Cabinus if yeah, you're watching Ali, this right now. Come on the show. And you are an animal at marketing. When it comes down to marketing, 
you can empower yourself and sell yourself if you got the right campaign. Mm -hmm. it, you're unstoppable. Look, at, look what it little doesn't Punk matter. Did. Little Punk started out as a Vine kid who would make funny videos. He had fucking short, cropped, curly brown hair. He had no tattoos. He was just a fucking douchebag 16-year-old making fucking <laughs> One year later, one year later, he fucking had a dope trap beat. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Gucci ganged all his way to a fucking feature with Kanye West. That motherfucker is the case study for anybody wanting to see how you can become a Vine douchebag to work with well, Kanye West. Find a dope beat and fucking market yourself appropriate. You can. It's all a trick. Like If you're selling... A turd on a stick. If you market that turd on the stick, like it's gonna the buy. cure for fucking cancer. Yeah, I'm gonna buy. Somebody's gonna buy it. There's chocolate. There's anuses that you can get your butthole. Uh, I seen that. That's chocolate. Yeah, well, that's know? crazy. I seen that shit. Mm -hmm. If you think of it and you know how to market, you will be able to sell it. Which is why I always stress: like, learn some business, learn some market. I have a friend who just started a business. Mm -hmm. He saw what I was doing and like he vapes, right? And I had a vape in my hand when I went to his house. He said he had a vape, but he couldn't find it. That's a $130 Drip Tech DS with, uh, I think it has vanilla in it right now, with a $65 RDA on it. <laughs> and this is a three. Yeah. And I just coughed off that. But it's 120 And this watts. is like fucking, What's well, your water jet? 97. Yeah, this one's, it's, it's unregulated. I just bought my coral today, and I'm not trying to blow it out. And you just build the RDA. This is a pre-made joint. Yeah. And, and you know what? This was a little again, dry bro. when you hit it. So let me yeah, but let's wet that up a little bit, man. Let me, let me see that drip drip. It's uh, not six nine. <laughs> <laughs> not but that's six, what's nine. crazy about these dudes. So anyway, my buddy, my buddy saw my vape. He's like, I have a vape. It's actually pretty cool. And then he couldn't even find it. Right. A week later, he finds his vape, comes to my house. I have to show him how to build it and how to fucking clean it up and all this shit. We get it working. Then he's like, you know, I'm passionate about this. I want to fucking make sure the coils and the air holes are lined up. That'll help you uh, when you're hitting it. Yeah. It was it was lined up, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Decent. just right. You know what I mean? Yeah. This uh, for is me, a drip. I, mean, I actually won this off Instagram off uh, Greg Stevens, who invented this. There's an Instagram contest. I shared the post and won it. So this is a number thirty prototype of the Drip Tech DS, hundred and thirty dollar mod. I'm with a tank. Vupu drag with a loop. Uh, these goon RDAs were two for thirty dollars on Black Friday, which I was super dope about. This is a broadside, which is a hundred and thirty dollar uh, tube mech mod with another goon, and then just the smock uh, X Priv. That's what I got side. right here. The smock uh, S Priv, -Priv two hundred yeah. with the bullshit like fucking tank on it that you can hit. Yeah, I like those fucking sub on tanks, man. But once I switched to RDAs, it just Change the game. RDAs are worse at me. Shout out to Instagram World, by the way. You guys are my vape family out there. Thank 100. you so much. I started uh, I started True Merch Co. because I had Stony Merchant and I was doing graphic design and web design. I was mm -hmm. building web, I was building websites for this company in Baltimore. So a lot of people don't know that. And uh, I got a bunch of fidget spinners when they were really cool. Mm -hmm. And I sold those fidget spinners around town and made enough money to launch True Merchant Co. Mm. And that's when I started fucking with vape people on Instagram. And I realized the culture is insane. So this dude sees what I'm doing, finds Shopify, figures out what drop because I explained to him what drop shipping is, and he says, "I'm gonna start a vape company or like a, a vape supply company online, call it this, and build a website and design these logos and do all this stuff, and I'm gonna sell stuff to vapes." Doesn't have an Instagram page, isn't credible in the scene. Mm -hmm. I said, "Before you do that, build credibility in the scene." So anybody, if you want to market yourself, no matter music, what it is, build credibility in the scene. 
become noticeable. Like, have, make sure people know who the fuck you are and that you've actually done something in the, the arena that you're trying to pursue. Number two, make sure you go and fucking get on the Google because Google's the new library. Absolutely. You can learn any college fucking material you want through Google. I put myself through six different courses for business. I actually learned contract management and business, business administration. I got free courses online through yep. that. So, like, you can do that. You can practice graphic design because you have a fucking phone. Yeah, this podcast is, is able to do what it does because of the things that I learned and the ingenuity that I have. That's a fucking tripod with a clip and a phone that's putting out a decent image, and that's all Let I Let me do. say something real quick, man. I'm not going to lie and say that I've watched every single podcast that you made, man, but it, it, it really is inspiring to see somebody local not necessarily just produce music, but to to, to publish any kind of material at all. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate and that. coming over here, bro, like, I swear, man, I, I ain't been happy like this in freaking a year, man. I came over here, it's a great... If you're a producer, and you make music, and like he said, you ain't trash, and you can come in here and do whatever you want, you can touch the piano, you can touch the drums, you can touch a freaking guitar, you know what I'm saying? You can make sound. This is a grown man's playground for you, man. I'm telling you, man. That's Straight what I'm smiles, baby. Straight I, happy, baby. When I left my parents' crib, I was I had my car, my TV, my Xbox, and $500 cash. I drove from Florida to Pennsylvania, stayed on my friend's couch for two weeks, Found a place to live, slept on the floor, didn't have a fridge for a month and a half, didn't have a bed, didn't have a fucking oven for the first two months, didn't have heat for the first, and it was like April, so it was cold as shit. Slept on the floor on a mat until fine, and it was $700 a month was the rent. Within two weeks, I had two fucking jobs. I had to make that money because I had to pay $1,400 to move in and fucking $700 a month. For the first two months, didn't have a roommate. Finally got a roommate, only charged him $275. I paid the rest. First fucking, uh, before anybody moved in, I had cable. I had internet. I have fucking, you know, a TV, a new TV from Aaron's. I was able to fucking build myself up. Then I have, I started putting this together fucking seven, when we started the podcast about seven, eight months ago. Bro, the I podcast is real, together. man. It's, it's real. This I, shit is real, man. I was in Florida having uh, manic episodes, depressed, fucking wanting to kill myself, like came the closest I ever have. Because I, I tried taking my own life in 2011. Let's talk about this. And it was fucking shitty. Chris Rex, this. my best friend, pumped my stomach and saved my life because I took a bunch of sleeping pills. He saved my life, and that was, like, the worst time ever. But then in Florida, like, I hit this, like, lonely fucking no work, no money, and I hated it. Came back, and I just, I had this drive, and I told all my friends, I said, I want you, listen, when you have friends, you want them to be on the same level as you. Absolutely. And you can spend a lot of time and resources and really fuck yourself up if you try to force them on that same level with you, and they're not ready. I went through that with my best friend. You said it nice right podcast. Let's close Steve, that. Mm-hmm. that. Put that Steve down. was my dude. And like I, we started this podcast together, even though like I started it and brought him on. I tried to bring him out to that level. He didn't want it. And that, that kind of fell apart. But then finally, I started focusing on myself, building my shit. And now I have this empire. Like True Merch Co., I started two years ago. Went through that depression. Took a break. Didn't post anything for a year. Restarted the brand instantly had people that supported me had people going right to the website had people interested in the designs and like i've always had that drive to do something so like this has been an experiment in my own discipline and bro you've been successful man like i bought on i bought on to it and i I had no idea what you was doing out here in social media i just made my what my social media page again what Mm -hmm. two months ago i I was out in a in a blackout for four years i was happy to see that when you came back as soon as you did i was like he's I got all this 
You gotta come over. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. wonderful, man. It's like yeah. That's the it's thing, like, what do you do with yourself yeah. as a producer here? Like, like you just come in here, you see all the beautiful, like, artistic yeah, pieces. Yeah. I painted it. You know? These are all mine. I painted all of it's, it's wow, man. You got the drums over there. We, yeah. we work on something. We're like, hey, let's try this. Let's yeah. try this. Let's try this. And it comes together. It's beautiful. It might not even yeah. sound something until the, we started. You know what I'm saying? The point of putting this on Facebook and Anchor and everything else, the point of doing this was because there's something happening here. I recognized it and said, I need to put something out. I was going through that depression. I started watching Joe Rogan's podcast. All right. And I sent him a message on Twitter because he actually saved my life. Like, watching him and listening to what he had to say fucking just saved my life. It changed me. And that was when I, he said something. He said, listen, doing a podcast, is that's the future. It's the future of television and commercials. Absolutely. And he's like, if you want to do it, just fucking do it. There's nothing you can stop in here. And he picked up his phone. He's like, if you have one of these, you can do it. And I said, yeah, I guess that's fucking true. I go Facebook Live a lot. I was doing Instagram Live a lot. I said, all right, well, don't get a lot of viewers. But you post one, and then within a couple of days, it gets a whole bunch of views. Right, so, okay, right, don't right. look for instant gratification. It's not a drug. It's a fucking, it's a tool to use. So that's when I kind of just made the decision to say, fuck it, and just put it out. And then the first episode is trash. It's me in my dining room at the old house with a fucking... Organ and like this, that, bro. That. <laughs> let me tell you about the first beat I made, cousin. What that trash. sounded like, bro? Oh, yeah. trash. trash. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> trash. It was Let's that, go. There's this little desk over here behind the camera. You guys can't see it. I was that fucking desk, my laptop, and this. I had an LG V20 at the That's time, dope. which had an OK camera. First fucking podcast was on that, and Steve didn't show up. He was supposed to be the first one I did by myself. Yeah. And it got decent views. So I was like, cool. And then from there, it just like evolved. I ended up doing a second podcast. So Sundays was not so bad podcast. Thursdays was three guys all balls. We actually did a sports show. And we ran through like all the shit happening in sports every week. So I was going to jujitsu, doing a podcast, going to school, fucking doing this podcast, mm. producing music, working two jobs, and fucking steadily trying to like build right. my own life Deep for the first time out, in bro. years. Mm-hmm. It was Respect, insane. Bro. Yeah. Respect. Killing People, it, man. Killing when my, it, bro. When my friends hear like what I did when I first came back from Florida, they were like, "Holy fuck, dude!" Like I don't, I, don't, I was like, I don't have any family up here. I don't have any aunts, uncles, grandparents, Me brothers, neither, sisters. Bro. Yeah. Me so you know, I have nobody. My parents are a thousand miles away on a fixed income. I ain't got no help. So, like, I fucking, they, they didn't know. And I was like, the struggle was fucking real. But if I can do it, you can fucking do it. That was my whole thing. Like, I need to fucking let people know it's possible. If you're passionate about something, fucking do it. But my friend who started a fucking business, no fucking experience. And now he's got this fucking Instagram page and this website up and all this bullshit. But he's got this exact mod right here. This exact mod he has on his website for $94. I paid forty six dollars for it. See, that's the difference, right? All right, so I just entered into the the real estate game. All right, I had a huge come up last four years. Yeah, I've never stopped making music. I'll never stop making music. But it was it was a steady grind, baby. Make that money, make that money. Buy your own property, buy your own estate. Get yep. the car loans, get the credit cards, all that kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Until baby's mom hit you with an eight hundred and sixty dollar a month child yep. support thing, and you got to put that house on the rent. So, it, when it comes down to comparing products, like you was just saying right there, you got that for $94, but yet you could buy it for $40-some somewhere else. Yeah, I paid, I, yeah, he's charging 95 I paid 46 Right. Yeah. So, when I look at all these other landlords out here, and I see that they're 
one bedroom apartment, twelve slash, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and put my stuff out there for five fifty, six hundred dollars a month. nice, and That's I get the, it's the value that is what it's you the need. Value. To sell. If you have value, people will see. That's that. it. The house I was living at on Buffalo Street, I took because I had to because I was about to be homeless. Right. I wasn't on my boy's lease. I was staying on his couch. It was seven hundred bucks a month, and it was a five bedroom. Actually, it had three rooms in the attic, three rooms on the second floor, and thirteen foot ceilings, fireplace, two ceiling fireplace. fans in the living room. Living, mm-hmm. living room, yeah, fireplace. The fireplace. living yeah. room was three hundred twenty square feet. It's huge, That's huge, wow. beautiful house. Needed painted. The floors needed done. There was. I fixed up the whole bathroom, remodeled it, did all this work to it, painted the hallways, painted the fucking everything. Did all this work to it. Didn't have any fucking uh, cabinets in the kitchen. Like, it didn't have shit. No appliances. It was empty when I moved in. Mm-hmm. So, fucking, I did all that shit. Did some of the work, too. Didn't put the cabinets up because I ended up moving out before them. But, like, it was, that was the difference when I was, I was like, I'm getting hosed. Like, this dude's not really paying me for the work I'm yeah, doing. I'm not getting money off the rent for all the work. And, I didn't get anything. And, and you're, you're I didn't get putting a dime. it into his investment. Yeah, I didn't right? get a dime off any of the work I did in his house. And because I moved out two weeks before uh, my six-month lease was up, he took my security deposit. That's so he up. fucked me on that, and yeah, I said, "You know what? Wash my hands. Right. If I get fucked over with somebody, it's real easy for me just to wash yeah. my. Why the fuck am I going? Oh, fuck you. Okay, cut them off. Yeah, yeah that's cool. the easiest way. So I found this place. Me and Matt came and looked at this place, and me and Matt were supposed to move in here together. It was five forty-five a month for this beautiful two and a half bedroom. Right. Two. There's a there's another room downstairs with a. Full, spot is where it's at, man. That bathroom right there. There's a full bathroom with a nice stand-up shower downstairs. Damn. It's, I'll show it to you when the kitchen had all brand new appliances. Everything's brand new in this house. So that, And then I saw this room. And I was like, fuck, dude, I got two. Oh, yo, it's right, on. Yeah. So I found this place for five forty-five a month, right? It's perfect. The day before we're supposed to meet the landlord and give him the money, Matt backs out and says, I have to move in with my mom. She owes money on her house. So now I have to come up with all the money plus the security deposit to move into this joint by myself. Loyalty day, issues. With one day because Matt fucking backed out. Loyalty he issues. He wants to live with his mom. I know cats. I know cats that you can have a proactive conversation with, like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, right, hey, like, bro. Yo, we could sign yeah. the dotted line and Pro, still proactive conversation, like, "Hey, if you see baby's mom in the bar drunk fighting somebody, call me. I'll record her. I get 50-50 custody off the rip. Cat will see her in the bar. Baby's mom approaches her and is like, "Hey." Don't say nothing about it, and your main man's is like, you know what? I'm not gonna say nothing about it, but I'm gonna hook her up with the dude right next to me. You know what I'm saying? It's it's wild, like loyalty. Yeah. As soon as the next don't exist anymore, man. It's always the next don't exist. It don't exist. It does, but it's special. You could be the best thing for the moment. I agree. I I agree. I agree, bro. You could be the next. You could be the best thing this moment, but as soon as the next best thing comes, far and few. Bro, if you the best, if you the best thing this moment, and you think that something else might be better than what you, you know what I mean? Like when it comes with loyalty, because if somebody's loyal to you, but then you know, in their mind, if something better comes on that second. You know what I mean? They could literally sign on the dotted line saying, like, I'm going to help you do this. And I don't know what the fuck that... When I moved from that house to here, <laughs> when I moved from that house to here, nobody helped me. I had to fucking... Not my roommates that I fucking... The, it was it was $1,000. It was 1050 to live there every month. I charged... I had two roommates, Matt and Steve. I charged them 275 a month and I paid the other 465 myself. Right. I wrote it on a big chalkboard and put it in the kitchen and said, I'm paying the majority of these expenses. Why don't you guys fucking pick up some slack around here? And nobody ever did it. 
and they fucking just took advantage of it, took advantage of it. Uh, nobody helped me move all my shit over here except for fucking Chuck. So shout out to Chuck Kunzman. He Definitely. lives right behind me. He's I need to holler him. Fami- he's a fantastic drummer. That's the dude he was talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We need him on guitar. We need to get him in here ASAP. Yeah. He's fucking amazing, but he lives right behind me. He's a great dude. I think uh, well, maybe we'll have him on the podcast someday. Who knows? Uh, you know what? We've, uh, okay, Dave. Yo, Big Mike. What's up, Big Mike? That's cool, man. Yeah, tell him I said what's up. Hey, shout out Big Mike. Definitely, man. Uh, I know I don't be linking out to all my dudes from, you know what I'm saying, way back in the day. I'm in my own little zone and, like, creeping on a freaking cave in the dark corner, cold up, like, where's love at? You can't find it. Me and Mike used to be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Mike used to be cool until he tried to shoot me. I don't know what it did. Bro, Big Mike is that man, bro. He ain't all that shit no more, bro. No, like, Big just Mike, he, didn't he got his shit together, man. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He didn't try he, to shoot. Bro, he got his shit together, bro. It's on some different shit. All my dudes Yo, back in the day. He was, remember when the, the albums he used to put out? The songs and shit? Bro, he still got that. And, and, Yo, I know he's got some Mike, work in him. I know I used, you got work in you, Big Mike. I don't, I, know I, just, I don't know if I still have it, but I used to have your CD. Like, he had a fucking CD out and had that fucking badass Pittsburgh song on there. I forget what it was, but yeah, it was fucking fire. And, like, I used to bump, when I was hanging out with Juan and all those dudes back in the fucking day, Corey Ann's ass at her house all the time, like, that kind of shit. Fucking She's was, funny on social media. Yeah, I love she her, is bro. Too. She's Shout hilarious. out, Corey Ann. You are hilarious. Yeah, Corey Ann, yo, she watches sometimes. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> I used to bump his CD all the fucking time because it was just dope. So, like, if you still got some bars, big man, big fella, listen, big fella, if you still got some He's bars. He's got bars. This is a big He's got fella. Bars, this bro. is a big fella studio. My booth is the size of the room. This is a grown ass so, man's yeah. playground. All some real shit. Like I had a smile the whole time. Came in I got here. Carpet bing, on bing, the walls, bing. motherfucker. Bing bing bing. Going to freaking mini lab. Was like, you know what? Let's try this this live percussion out. Freaking live blast. percussion. This is Have live a percussion. Blast. This Have is a blast. Live right here. That's live percussion that we edited down, but that's. Dave on the drums, literally right in that room over there. We put the mics over, recorded it live. He had some headphones on. That shit was a blast, bro. I, like I ain't, I haven't had a blast like that. I, I really can't recall the last time I had. We didn't even plan on that doing much that. fun. No, All we I had wanted, no idea. What I wanted to happen was I pull up your beat that I had on YouTube, and I wanted you to fucking, I wanted to record it and then fucking help help you help me mix it. But that didn't happen. No, so, but because we sat down and we made some yeah, magic happen from exactly. scratch, man. And so he helped. He literally came up and helped create the entire intro for tonight's podcast. So that was a blast. Um, Absolutely. I really man. can't say more than that, except for like thank everybody out there for all the support. Thank you, Dave, for like everything. One hundred, really man. To connect with you after all these years, man. It's like yeah, you killed that shit. It's on cool the that we picked too, up dog, for real. Like, it's cool that we picked up practically where we left off and then some. Like it's just cool to fucking see you. Spend time with you, dude, and like just fucking instantly fucking have that vibe where like you just want to create. Make sure. Absolutely. Like, yes, I'll never stop, happen. man. Make It'll it never happen. stop. I could be I could be 50 years old as long as these things still oh, yeah. pop and move. Oh, yeah. As long as I got two fingers, <laughs> <in the> right? <laughs> yeah. Sound, yeah. we can make it. You yep. know what I'm Those saying? Yo, keep on lookout, too. There's going to be some shit popping on True Merch Co. of some uh, never before seen graphics that I'm going to do for my man Keys here. I'm going to get him updated logo because you guys know I am fire when it comes to making graphics. I'm fucking super dope. I'm hella crazy with it. I'm going to do some crazy shit for him. 
And then we got some uh, the Venom album art. Yeah, that shit's definitely working. Right? That's definitely super that fire. That's I'm coming definitely out. Feeling uh, that, we man. got. Uh, I got a new shirt. I got to do the Chinatown sleeve dip because I'm the only one who's putting out shirts right now with the sublimated like one sleeve. It has the design of just yeah, one it's sleeve. So and then the too. rest of the designs like it's in like different strand, like different locations. I got this one. It's pills, pills falling all over the t-shirt, but it's only on one side. And then the sleeve like it's just a, a totally unique way. Like if you. If you sell drugs in Youngstown, you'll love this t-shirt. He said if you sell drugs in Youngstown. <laughs> when I made this t-shirt, it reminds me of the dude who would wear like an M&M's NASCAR jacket with the M&M shirt and the fucking M&M Tims. Yeah. M&M Tims. Like he'd wear, and then he'd drive around in the 87 Caprice that's all yellow with the M&M's on it. Well, like, we got to get him the pill bar. shoes. Yeah. We got to yeah. get him the pill shirt. The whole, you know. That's what it reminded me. I was like, yeah, that's so dope. <laughs> like seriously, so many dudes are going to come out of jail that haven't been out in like 15 years. Like, Damn. See my shirts and be like, oh man. Y'all don't even do pills and I'm still walking out with a pain shirt and a Tims if you got it. You were so, I was like, you literally looked like you were from New York back in the day because you had do-rag, Tims, Pele, <laughs> like everything. Bro, it was oh all about, like, I don't even that know, man. That was style, bro. That came was straight it. from the, the east side of Pittsburgh, Wilkinsburg, cent. Pennsylvania. Like, my interpretation of music and hip-hop and culture was New York. When I came, yeah. Time. When know, I came it, from it Pittsburgh. It was all New York. Yeah, when I moved man. up here when I was 15, I had fucking a camouflage bandana because it wasn't about, like, rocking, like, no, colors. Right. It was like, if you can get a black one or if you can get camouflage with a gray and black camouflage, like, that was dope. Point. And then South Pole... And motherfucking baggy ass shorts. Baggy ass shorts. Your shit had to be super baggy. With some, with some nowadays, Reebok. South Reebok nowadays, cousins, shit. nowadays, cousins' pant flags be looking yeah. like yeah. fucking spandex and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't be wearing swim. Yeah. He told me I should re release uh, like Jinko style jeans. Remember Jinko jeans? Like how crazy they are. Like, shit. No, I remember them. I mean, they I had the design. Them, like, they would have like giant dragons down the leg and shit like that. All, yeah, the, okay. all the emo kids wore them. They had the big so, like, parachute the, jeans. Like the fat Albert and all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that? Brand Fat Albert with the um, the food. Man, somebody that, on there, no, nah, somebody on there knows who it is. Who is it? Who who knows what that South is? South Pole did it. They had the fat dude on their shirt, but the Fat, fat Albert, Farm, Fat Farm, Fat, yeah, farm, fat farm. I used to have a pair of those. I used to have those. Then I had this motherfucking Harless uh, Fubu Harlem Globe Trotters platinum jersey and it was green like forest green mm, i took sick. my senior photos in that jersey. <laughs> Hell like yeah. my senior pictures i'm in the woods with a forest green guitar wearing a small fucking harlem grove trotters fucking jersey with Damn. a white south pole tee underneath like i used to yo that's fucking <laughs> so fucking stupid with fucking south pole jeans and like they had everything they had the in silk while, t-shirts in a while how you look at how you dress now is almost 30 and I ain't gonna say how old I wouldn't. I am. This shit was whack when we were kids. Yeah, white T-shirt. This was so whack. White T-shirt with a belt that goes up over your hips and mm-hmm. shit. Whatever. I These, mean, you know the ones with the wolves now, like all that shit, like yeah. the dragon. Like those shirts were so whack. Now this shit's fucking cool. Like the mm-hmm. right, you can go straight to to a store, buy a shirt. I got this on. in Ollie's for three dollars, and it's the dopest and T-shirt. Nobody I gives a fuck because it looks good. It right? looks yeah, fucking exactly. dope. I got this hat for free though. Shout out to Young and the Reckless. Shout out to Ryan Reynolds. Absolutely. Hat. I wish I had my hat on too, but like. True Merch Co. sells hats, dad hats, snapbacks, anything you need. We got that. Uh, we also sell t shirts and joggers, but the joggers are very expensive. I will warn you ahead of time. We are going to get the fuck out of here. So, for your listening pleasure, we're going to play the intro music again, and then we're going to ride on out. So, thank you, Anchor. Thank you, all the other platforms. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you, Facebook. Thank you, Instagram, who I don't know if you're still there anymore. Maybe. Nope. All right. Fuck you, Instagram. (laughs) Yep. Instagram's gone, so they already skipped out. Peace, Facebook.
Thank you guys for coming. Shout yeah. out to and thank you, boys, Josh Whitty, man, oh, for yeah, making bro. this happen. This podcast is for where sure. it's at, man. It's, it, 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 it's right. love, bro. In case North Point watches this, this is where the uh, partner slash intern gets up and does the camera. So That's you right. Know he's actually working so for his money. It. He's working for his money, guys. I'm gonna play this, then I'll let you signal. All day, all day, your boy Keys, your boy Keys, Truminati. All day. Truminati. Truminati. Your boy Keys. That shit was hard, bro.